Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. I am personally super ecstatic to finally bring some human design to the podcast today. So in this episode, I am interviewing my teacher and guide, Eden Carpenter, whose certification I've actually been a part of over the last couple months, learning all of the ins and outs of the super exciting system. You guys, this system goes so, so deep. And though this episode is, you know, 90 minutes long, like we've barely touched (laughs) on all of the incredible things that can come out of human design. However, don't fret. What you're going to learn in this 90 minute conversation is information that I have had over the last two years, long before I even came into Eden certification that has drastically improved and changed my life, like made things so much easier for me where I have been able to run my business and be in my relationship and um, eat and exercise and hire and do all the things according to my design. And it's been such a blast, honestly, just looking back from where I was before and kind of reflecting on how, um, you know, what life was like living out of alignment and how naturally when I was living my life out of alignment, I was actually going against my human design and how now I'm living my life in alignment. And anytime I'm in flow, if I really look at it, I will notice 
noticed that those are the moments that I have been living my life according to my human design. And for two years, I've only known my strategy, my type, and my authority, which is what we're going to cover in this episode today. And that alone has been a game changer. So you're going to learn a lot and you're going to have like a whole experience in this episode. And I think you're going to absolutely love it because Eden makes it so easy to understand and more importantly to implement. And the way she expresses um, human design is through this very empowering, very positive light. So I know that many people have had like an experience where they're either confused or feeling disempowered or feeling like human design doesn't necessarily resonate with them, I think that Eden is going to change your mind about this. So if you don't know who Eden Carpenter is, she's a a leading expert in human design for business, manifestation, and abundance. At 22 years old, she founded the Intuition Lifestyle brand as a platform to teach others how to create alignment in their lives and businesses. She managed to scale her business, teach herself human design, and create digital courses all while going to nursing school. In two years, she has helped thousands of people start utilizing human design in their daily lives by making it simple, digestible, and actionable. Guys, as soon as Eden starts diving into all of the info on the different types, strategies, and authorities, like definitely make sure to tag us on Instagram at Intuition Lifestyle and at Manifestation Babe. So we can see what you learned from this episode and get to learn you and your type, your strategy, your authority, and all the incredible things that will come out of this episode. So, all right, without further ado, let's dive right in. Well, hello, Eden, and welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) I think that's an understatement. Literally ever since the Zoom started, I've been like just so lit up and so excited, which means that living according to my design. Um, it's so funny. You and I go way back into our beach body days and it's we so do. bizarre how we came full circle and just like just like seeing how far you've come and how far I've come and the fact that I'm now living my best life in your six month certification for human design <laughs> and just like bring it's just like it's so crazy it's been really really exciting and so much fun and um just getting to know you like in this other light of just like really finding the thing that lights you up and and bringing it out into the universe in such a unique way um i don't remember how i got into human design i swear it was like someone posted it on instagram no no, no actually i do remember the day the day i the day i found out about human design was actually i was having dinner with a friend i actually was a client and she asked me what my human design is and i'm like i don't what what do you mean human design like what and she's like no listen I'm this, my son's a manifester. He can like manifest anything into reality. He's very powerful. You should look into it. I'm like, okay. And I look up my type and it says generator. And I'm like, what the fuck is a generator? This doesn't sound, this doesn't sound exciting at all. And I thought it was so disempowering the way that it showed up in the, in the place wherever I read about generators. And then I just kind of forgot about it until I noticed that it just became a very hot topic. And now it's a very hot topic. And like people know the generalities about human design, but they want to know all the specific things because they hear like XYZ person talking about it or they heard it on a podcast or whatever. Um, So I'm really excited to bring this topic to the podcast because I'm learning from you and I see you as this, just the way that you articulate human design is 
probably the most empowering way I've ever seen. Like there's so many people who get very disempowered and we're going to talk all about that around like, you know, projectors or reflectors. Like they feel so left behind and so disempowered by a lot of the descriptors of human design. And I found nothing but the opposite with you, which is why I wanted you to come on the podcast and you to speak on this because, um, just the way that you share, it's like so empowering. Anyway, now that I'm done blabbing, Eden, can you share like how you got into human design and like, what is human design in the first place? So this is going to be a full circle moment because I found human design because you posted your things. It was like a question. (laughs) Shut up. You posted on your story like two years ago. I have chills right now. This is crazy. (laughs) Because I looked it up. I saw this whole thing with all these shapes and all these colors. And I was like, that's too complicated. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that. And so I closed out the window. I'm back to scrolling through Instagram. (laughs) And then it kept popping up everywhere. And so when I finally like took the sign from the universe to actually dive into it was when I'm sitting in a nursing lecture. So science, hum- like human resources, something, there was a glitch on a PowerPoint and the words human and design were right next to each other. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. I see you. I'm going to go figure this out. I'll dive into this. I'll spend some time with it. So I'm like researching all of the things. I'm like, oh my God oh my God, nothing's ever made more sense to me in my entire life. So I'm like, where's Amazon? I need all of the books. I want all of the content, all of the courses. So I had a small Instagram at the time where I was just talking about, I think primarily it was like Myers-Briggs personality, manifestation, similar topics to what I talk about now, but in a very different light. So I posted one day, I'm like, hey, just like DM me your birth time and your email address and I'll do a free reading for you because that's how I learn is kind of decoding those charts. And so I think I did 160 in about six weeks of these free readings while in nursing school. Oh and then God. I was like, okay, I guess I can do coaching around this. So that's, that's how I got into doing what I'm doing today, which is responding to the things and following the signs and just living my by, by my design, actually. <laughs> that is incredible. I will tell you that, you know, after the initial, like, this doesn't make sense. This is complicated. This is disempowering. I don't understand mm-hmm. this. What does this mean? Now I can't for sure. I for sure can't remember how exactly I actually got into it. Um, that was the first time I heard about it. But ever since I just learned the very basics, like I'm a generator, generators need to respond. This is your authority, sacral authority. Just those things alone have been such a game changer for me. I've been following my uh, human design in that way, not the specifics of everything else, but in that sense with my business in the last two years. And it's just revolutionized everything. Um, before we get into like, because I do have a question around, you know, human design and how it relates to personality types, because a lot of people see it as this like limiting thing, like, oh, you're just going to put me in another box, the energetic mm-hmm. box this time, right? But before we get in there, for anyone who just has no idea what human design is, can you just share like, what is it? Where did it stem from? Where did it come from? What is it? How do we know what our human design is? Like as many details as you can possibly share. Well, as you know, I could talk about this for a full six months, so we'll keep it very short, (laughs) very brief. Human design is this synthesis of five other systems. We've got the I Ching, which is thousands of years old. We have the Kabbalah tree of life. We have the chakra system. We have astrology, astronomy, and then we have the biochemistry aspect. We've got all these different ancient 
sources of information and patterns and understanding human behavior. And a man named Ra Uruhu in the late 90s, or not late 90s, late, it was 30 years ago. Yeah, about 30 years ago. I don't remember specific dates (laughs) or anything. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Right, good, perfect. He synthesized all of this information, brought it together and created this human design chart. So it's a combination of a bunch of other systems and it's based off of essentially the moment that you were born, what energetic traits are you pulling to you that you're gonna consistently have over and over again and you're gonna consistently have access to? And then what things are you here to explore? What things are you here to learn about? So you get this very complex looking chart with symbols and shapes and colors and lines and all sorts of things. And it gives you this map of how you're designed to interact with the world. It shows you how you're going to give energy to other people, what they're going to sense when you're around them. What are you going to sense from other people? What are you know the patterns of conditioning that you're going to pick up on based off of this interaction? So that's my very short synthesis of what it is. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. So I've heard human design. Um, it's been called like the energetic Myers-Briggs or or the woo-woo Myers-Briggs or whatever. I know some people in the Q&A box, because I always do uh, a Q&A box, and I attract a lot of questions from a lot of people um, every time I do a podcast episode. And one of the most common things is like, listen, like, isn't manifestation just about being in alignment? And like, how... And why do I need to do, why do I need to live my life according to human design? Or for example, um, people being like, I feel very limited by personality types. And I feel like I've been put in a box my entire life being called an introvert, being called shy or being called whatever. How is human design like different from these, you know, personality type quizzes that we take on the internet that tell us these four, you know, um, four, uh, what am I saying? Four, not words, not numbers, letters. letters. Thank you. Um, how is it? different? So the first thing that's really different is that this is based off of non, not your answers, because you can take the same personality quiz three different days in a row and get very different answers based off of who you perceive yourself to be. So this is more mechanics of what your energy is. And actually this is going to be kind of controversial. It's supposed to be limiting. Because when we limit ourselves, we're actually giving ourselves boundaries. We're giving ourselves consistency. That's masculine energy. Everything that's defined in your chart that's showing up consistently in one way, that's giving you structure. It says, hey, I'm going to make sure this is really solid. This is going to show up over and over again. So you can explore that. So you can play with that. So you can really be in your feminine in specific areas. Because if there were no rules, if there were no boundaries, we would just be, everything would be chaos. We wouldn't have... We wouldn't be able to actually manifest anything because there wouldn't be that consistent rules. So the limitations that it gives you, because I mean, we have around a hundred years in this particular lifetime that says, Hey, I'm going to take care of all of these things, these things you've got, these things you're good at everything else, all of this other undefined energy, you get to explore that. You get to play with that. You get to really experiment with how limitless that actually is. I love that. I do have to say that human design has not felt limiting at all to me. Um, And it's felt very similar to the co-creative process of manifesting. Mm -hmm. Like there's the things that you take care of. There's the things that the universe takes care of. And as much as we want to get in our own way and get in the way of the how and worry about the how, like how much stress does that add to our lives? And I found that by me learning how to manifest and live and eat and work and everything according to my design, it's given me so much freedom to focus Mm -hmm. on the things that I actually want to focus. And I found that 
the way that I've been designed is very similar to how when I'm living in truest alignment with like when I'm in flow, this is what I found out. When I'm in true flow, I will notice if I look back at moments when I'm in absolute flow in my life, I was living according to my human design. Whether I tried to or didn't, it just happened that way because that's what came to me naturally. That's how the universe designed me to be. And whenever I am creating chaos or stress or rigidness in my life, it's because I'm going against my human design. So I love your answer. And I've, I've found that to be very, very true, like an actual experience. Um, Eden, how is our human design actually determined? Like, can you share some of that? Um, I want to call it like scientific, uh, <laughs> you know, be, like you talk about the neutrinos in the human design course. Like, can you just mention some of that? Like, how do we get imprinted when we're born? And for anybody who is like, okay, how can I Google what my human design is? Like, where can people find out um, like the best resource to find out what your chart is? Absolutely. So if you Google human design chart, there will be several things that are going to pop up. We've got my human design. I think that one's by Jenna Zoe. My body graph is a great one as well. Jovian archive is probably the first one that's going to pop up genetic matrix. So if you Google human design chart, you will find a place to generate your free human design chart. So you can do that for free, absolutely free, super fun. You can get all this information about yourself very instantaneously. You do need your birthday, your birth time and your birth location, because based off of that location, we can kind of draw these lines of where you essentially drew in an information from. So there's these things called neutrinos. Neutrinos are very, very tiny little particles. They're about the same, same size as thinking neutrons. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> neutrons. No, some sort of teeny tiny particle. The ones that sub, I just, those, I just called subatomic particles. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Subatomic particles, very little tiny things. So these are slightly bigger because they carry a certain amount of information and essentially they come from the stars. They come from the different planets and based off of where the planets are, they're going to illuminate certain parts of your DNA and that's going to kind of collide. So essentially the stardust comes in and when you become a conscious being, there's you know some really magical things that are happening when you're born because consciousness is essentially bending into the 3D reality. All sorts of weird scientific things that happen there. So when that happens, you imprint essentially the moment that you become you, the moment that you separate, you know, there's you become you when there is separation. You separate from your mother, you become this individual person and you imprint the energy from essentially what everyone is experiencing at that moment into your body and into your cells. And then you're going to carry that imprintation throughout your entire life. I love that. A uh, very powerful shaman that I work with when in my first session with him, like he needs to know my birth date, my birth time. Like I was like, am I, are you going to look at my human design? Is that what you're doing? Even though I totally know it's not. It's like when I have conversations with him, he's just like, he'll ask me a question. He'd be like, you don't have to, like if I'm thinking about it, sometimes he thinks I don't want to answer. And he's like, you don't have to think about it. I can see it right here because he's a shaman and can see everything. Um, but it's just so funny how he works. And it just shows me more and more how much influence the planets and the stars and the universe has like on, mm -hmm. we are the planets and the stars in the universe, guys. Like we are literally yeah. the universe in human form. Exactly. Um, 
for, for people who don't know what their time is, I know that's a big thing that mm-hmm. comes up is like, I know where I was born. I know what my birthday is, but I don't know the time. And I asked my mom, I can't find my birth certificate. Like nobody knows it's lost. What can people do? And can they still benefit from human design if they don't know the actual time? Yeah. So there's a couple ways that you can get your time. One of my friends introduced me to getting birth times through a pendulum. And so you can kind of ask yes, no questions. So so what I start with is, were they born before afternoon? And so I start with that noon. And so it'll say like, yes, for before, or I'll kind of have like circling for no. And then I can kind of bring it down again. Okay. Was it before or after 6am? Kind of cut it in half again. And I've done this with a couple of my clients without actually remembering their birth times. And I've been able to get within two to three minutes. And so that's a really fun way that you can do it. You can always try generating a couple charts. If I'm, if someone's really not sure, I'm not getting a clear answer from that. I'll generate charts in a similar manner. I'll do one for noon, one for 6am, one for 6pm. Kind of, I usually do about 12. It's like every two hours. And then I look at the patterns so I can kind of see, okay, this planet moved at this time, this planet moved at this time. Because on my birthday, I've done mine with multiple times. There's maybe two gates that change. But every single time I'm still that manifesting generator. So you can look at the general themes. And you know, there's some people where I ran a chart and it was, she was actually born at like 12.30 a.m. And she's a reflector. But every other time that day, she's a manifesting generator. So you can still benefit. Oh my God. (laughs) Just like that one gate changes and she's a manifesting generator. So it is important to kind of get that time. You can always ask. um, I have a bunch of intuitive friends who do the pendulum things. You can also just kind of run a bunch of different charts and say, read about those different elements that do change and say, does this resonate with me? Does this not? If your authority is the same on all of them, that's a really amazing tool to use to kind of figure out, okay, this feels really good. This doesn't feel good. This feels like me. This doesn't feel like me. Mm, okay. That is a way more effective strategy than what I was trying to figure out for my dad. Cause I don't <laughs> talk to my dad, but I want to see his chart. And so <laughs> I literally picked a random time. Like I picked, like I generated five charts for my dad and I just saw like the differences and oh my God, it changes so much for him. It's like, I think he's the same type for three out of five and then two out of five, he's a different type, uh, different profile each time, different. Mm. I mean, everything just changed so much. So I've been trying to look at it and be like, which one sounds like my dad who I haven't talked to in like five years and never really had a relationship with. So it's not like I know what exactly resonates. So I've been trying to figure it out, but I'm going to use the, the pendulum. I never even thought about the pendulum. <laughs> That is genius. I know my mom actually didn't know her exact time until she did ayahuasca on her birthday this year. Mm-hmm. And ayahuasca at the time, I think it was like 9.45 p.m. and they started like 9, 9 p.m. So right when it hit, ayahuasca said happy birthday to my mom. And my mom's like, oh, yeah. By the way, can you tell me what time I was born at? And she's like 9.45 PM. And I was like, okay. And she confirmed it with my my grandma who says, you know, you're born somewhere around 9 PM. She didn't know exactly. And of course, with human design, that changes and stuff. And I was like, and my grandma will try to create estimates. And I'm like, no, I trust ayahuasca. So every time I do my mom's <laughs> chart, I make sure to do um, that time. Okay. So let's dive into the five big energy 
types of human design. So I know I'm a generator, you're a manifesting generator. Can you share like, what does that mean? What are the different types and um, just some differences between each of them? Absolutely. So let's start with generators since you're a generator. (laughs) Generators make up around 30% of the population. They're going to have this sacral center defined, which is essentially this battery that says, that's really exciting. That lights me up. It's going to feed my battery and I'm going to have the energetic output to do all of the things. So the generators, I like to call them the action portion of the collective, their initial step with their face with the problem. What do I need to do? What can I do? How can I take action? They're really ready to jump in and take action. So then we have projectors. Projectors make up around 20% of the population and they don't have that. What can I do? How can I take action? They're a little bit more on the sidelines and I like to call them almost like the midwives of the universe because they're guiding that creation into guiding that creation into this particular reality, they see systems really well. They're the people who are saying, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you want to dive in and jump into that, but is that the most effective way to get this done? Like maybe we could do it this way. Let's just try this really quickly. So their main goal, what they're wanting to do is how can I help you? How can I help you get this done? How can I help you see that this is a better way to be doing things? Next, we have manifestors. Manifestors are the cutting edge of the collective. They are here to start things. They have this very deep connection to their intuition and to source, and they're here to lead us in directions that we've never been led in before. And the way when manifestors speak, it's like, I want to listen to anything that she is saying. (laughs) Anything they are saying is very powerful. They have this voice that is we call it motorized. So there's a specific center connected to their throat center for them. And they have this powerful voice because they're here to lead us in new directions. So they're going to start new things. They're going to get bored with it. And then they're going to move on. (laughs) And then they're going to start something new. And so they go through these cycles to help us expand. We have manifesting generators, which have both that motorized throat and that sacral center defined. And these are the the cutting edge and they do a lot of work. So we tend to skip steps occasionally where we'll get really excited about something. I'm really into it. I'm all about it. And I'm starting to get bored with it, but really I'm starting to get excited about the next thing that I want to jump into. So I'm like, okay, how can I get this done really fast (laughs) so that I can move on to the next thing? So they're a little bit of a hybrid. They have both that generator energy and that manifestor energy. And then we have reflectors. Reflectors make up around 1% of the population and they have all nine centers undefined. And they are these karmic mirrors. They're really here to show us exactly what's going on underneath the surface. Because you know the entire population, we're very productivity oriented. How can we get things done? How can we build things? How can we ascend? How can we do it the best way? And reflectors are going to come in and say, okay, yeah, I know you're all looking towards the future, but this is what's going on. On right now. They're going to say, if you don't fix this pattern that's really deeply rooted in your collective, you're not going to be able to hit that next, next level. So they are very rare and very deep and they really pick up and amplify the energy of whoever they are with in the community that they are serving. So those I'm, are the five. I'm very surprised with how many reflectors follow me because I had a lot of reflectors being like, we feel forgotten in the human mm-hmm. design world. Like there's, there's mm-hmm. not enough good things said about us. So speaking of that, can you just kind of share like the, the best things about each type? Like make everyone, whoever, whatever type they are, feel really good about themselves. Cause I'm all about, you know, I'm all about empowerment. I'm all about you banking on your strengths, not focusing on your weaknesses. Like how can people feel really, really good no matter what type they are? Mm, I love that. I mean, there's, I think everything in a chart has a positive spin and that's always my, like, what's the best thing in yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause at first I was like, Oh, I don't want to be the most common type. Like, yeah. 
I don't like that. You know, like there's certain things where I'm like, mm, I don't like being a two, four profile, Ugh. Mm. you know? So it, it wasn't until of course I was in your certification where I'm like, wow, every single person is designed to be successful. Yes. And that's the most empowering thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, it's absolutely amazing because that success looks so different for everybody. So yeah, let's, let's do some empowerment, empowerment talk. <laughs> Generators, <laughs> whenever you're excited, everyone else is excited about it too. When you're really doing what you love, the world is a better place for it because you are so joyful. That joy is like radiating and everyone can feel it. It's such a warm energy to be around. Manifesting generators are really here to push those boundaries. You do a lot of things. You're going to multitask a lot and give yourself permission to do all of the things that you want to do. You're actually capable of a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. Manifestors, you see things differently. You see the future. You have this vision that when you hold back, you're not serving the collective. When you share what's on your mind, even if it's not if it doesn't make sense or isn't kosher or whatever you want to say, if you're scared to share it, share it anyways, because there's people who are literally waiting. Everyone is waiting for you to share those magical things that you see, that vision that you have. Projectors, you have this amazing ability to see people at a deeper level. You go deep, you're really intense, and that intensity isn't for everybody. And that's a good thing because not everyone can handle it. And you're really here to do that, that deep work with a select group of people with a very specific niche of people. And you are going to be an expert. Once you nail that niche, you're here to really be that go-to expert for whatever it is that you're going to talk about. And then my dear reflectors, since I do not want you to ever feel, ever feel neglected or ever, ever feel left out, recognize that that space where you are watching and observing and almost feel like you're on the edge of the society, that's actually your superpower. If you felt like you were included in all of the energy, you wouldn't be able to see it the way that you do. And so that feeling of, oh, I feel so left out. No, you're very included and actually you're in the spotlight because you have so much power. You have so much of this ability to see us and help us guide us and do all of these amazing things with your energy. But you can do that if you were really in the mix with all of the rest of us who are so, so focused on the future. Yeah. Can you, can you name some successful reflectors just up off the top of your head? Because for some reason, I'm telling you, people just don't think there's such thing as a successful reflector and it drives me insane. So please let's bust that myth right now. Yes. So the three that come to mind, Sandra Bullock is a reflector. Lauren Everett's from the skinny confidential. She recently found human design and was like, I'm a reflector. I'm like, yes, I yeah, love it. Awesome. <laughs> And then the balanced blonde on Instagram. Those are all three reflectors who are doing amazing things and are doing um, teal swan also. She's a reflector. Yeah. And you can, you can see it in her, in the work that she does with relationships and relationship psychology. It's, So amazing. Yeah. They are so powerful when they're in their power. It is, it's like one of the most limitless types because you can be anything. You Mm -hmm. have full freedom to explore all of your nine open centers, which means that you can literally be a chameleon in this world and, and create whatever it is that you want. So I see reflectors as one of the most powerful types. Yeah. I love that. Okay. There's a misconception that we need to bust right now, which is I had a couple people, it started even before, like, I remember I got the hit, the, the, I responded to your, to your certification. Finally, it was like right when my launch closed, like the cart closed and all of a sudden I'm like, cool, what do I do now? Because (laughs) like right now I'm 
in course creation mode. So I'm going to be creating, recreating the Manifestation Babe Academy into like this whole 16 week course, creating my own like big thing. Um, but initially it's like a four week course. You know, I have like four Q and A's. It's pretty easy for me to handle because most of it's pre-recorded, whatever. I'm like, great. What do I do with my time now? Now the launch is over. And I was like, I need to ask Eden if I can still sign up for her certification. And I just got so <laughs> excited about that. And when I started talking about human design, I had a couple people, it started first in the DMs. And then I noticed it continuously showed up in the Q and A boxes, which is like, I'm not a manifester, so how do I manifest? Or I'm a projector and I'm told that I can't manifest. Or like there's this misconception that only certain types can manifest in this world. And I think it gets confusing what we call manifestors, manifestors, because then Mm. we're under this impression that only manifestors are able to manifest. So can we just bust that myth right now? Like, can all types manifest, Eden? (laughs) Yes, all types can manifest. (laughs) Thank you. You as the manifestation babe who is a generator should be living proof of that. But yes, all types are capable of manifesting literally anything that you desire. Amazing. I think we should talk about first strategy and authority before we get into like how the different types do manifest. Can you just Mm -hmm. like talk a little bit about like there's this thing, you know, with projectors being like, what do you mean wait for the invitation? And then generators like, what do you mean wait to respond? And we think that it means we literally have to sit still, you know, closed off in our houses and apartments waiting for someone to knock at the door, which that's not how I manifest when I'm in alignment. That's not at mm-hmm. all. Now that I'm like living proof of how generators manifest, I know that's not how it works, but a lot of people get very confused. Can you just kind of like dive in wherever you want to go? Strategy, authority, how they connect, how you know which one, wherever you want to go with this. Perfect. (laughs) Let's start with strategy. So there's five strategies in your four. There's four strategies. There's five types. (laughs) I guess there is five if you count that hybrid one. Yeah. Really? So your strategy is going to be based off of your type. Those are going to kind of correlate. So all generators, the strategy is going to be to respond. And I hate the term wait to respond or wait for the invitation because it implies that you're not responding to something in every moment of every every day when really you are responding to everything every moment of every day. <laughs> so based off of your type, you're going to have this strategy. And this strategy is essentially your go-to action. When you don't know what else to do, you do this, you're going to find alignment. So you are confused, you're in your head, you're like thinking about all these different ideas. Maybe you have 10,000 course ideas and you're like, I don't know which one to do. You're going to follow that strategy and it's very literally your strategy for success, your strategy for how you're going to get to where you want to go. And so it really plays into that manifestation process because your strategy and your authority are actually the how of how you manifest. It's that how step. It's following that aligned action. And now these are going to be those tools that you can utilize to actually show you and give you that confidence of this is exactly how I'm supposed to be taking the action to manifest the thing that I want. Mm, Yes. Yeah. So we can go through them. We have generators and manifesting generators, which are here to respond. And to respond because you are what we call sacral beings, that sacral center is defined in your chart, that it's going to either light up or it's going to kind of like dim out. I almost think of it as like a flame. Does it go really big or does it like shrink and like, Ooh, I don't want to do that. So what's going to fuel you? Because you literally with that sacral center, you have the energy to do anything. You could do anything, but you're going to either steal an idea that's not actually meant for you. You're going to get into a contract with an idea that's not perfectly designed for you, or you're going to do something because you think you should. And if it's draining your energy, it's really the sign that 
you're not actually supposed to do it. This energy of this feels really good. This is exciting. This is satisfying. That's actually your sign that you're in alignment. So to respond is, does this light me up? Does this not light me up? And so instead of thinking, I need to sit on the couch and wait until I see a commercial that tells me like what I'm going to do and like changes my life, or I'm going to wait for someone to knock on the door and tell me how to tell me how to manifest this thing. I'm going to wait for it to fall from the sky. Instead of waiting for that, you can respond like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit confused right now. Ask yourself yes, no questions. Do I need to work out? Do I need to move my body? Should I shower? Do I need to clean up? Do I need to do this? Give yourself things to respond to of those little tiny actions because maybe it's that idea that perfect thing is going to come tomorrow. Maybe it's not going to come right now, but you can still respond to what your body needs right now, what your energy needs right now. Instead of saying, I need to wait for this one big thing because that strategy isn't necessarily just for your manifestation. It's for taking care of yourself. It's for taking care of your energy. It's for living in alignment, not just getting to where you want to go. Mm, Yes. Yeah. So ask yourself those yes, no questions. Do I want to do this? And wait for that physical response. I almost get like, I like my energy comes up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. I almost sit up straighter. Like this and then podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I get to do this podcast interview. It's amazing. <laughs> and so just so exciting. you guys know, if you're a generator or Manny Gen and your reaction is like, Oh fuck, I got to do this thing. <laughs> you are responding to the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, Oh, I really don't want to do that it's pushing your energy down. Now there is a little bit of context with that responding because maybe you really have no desire to sit down and record that, that podcast episode, or you don't have the desire to make that website or whatever it is, but you really have the desire. It really lights you up to have it done. Mm -hmm. So you can use some context there say, okay, I really don't want to do this, but I really want to have it done. So you can kind of find the energy to get it done, find the motivation to get it done because that's, I really want to have it done does light you up. So you can play with the context a little bit there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like that's how, that's like the best answer to the question that I get of like, well, what about like discipline, you know? And like, and like some things like you don't want to do the dishes, but like they have to get done and you feel lit up by a clean kitchen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, of course you can obviously kind of push yourself through that and then receive the, the desired result at the end. Another thing that I've implemented with my strategies, of course, the number one thing that most business owners are afraid of, which is delegation and hiring people. And I can't tell you how much my team just helps me live according to my design because a lot of things I want, I want this on the website. I want this made. I want this t-shirt. I want all these things. They light me up, but like sitting there on, on Photoshop and sitting there on, I don't even know what we use for a website anymore. That's how much I've delegated. <laughs> that's, how much, that's how long I've had a team now. It's like they figured their shit out. And that's like another way for you to be like, well, I should, I should be doing the website, but maybe I can hire someone to help me so that I get the desired result, but I don't have to live through that process. So just like a couple of different ways of looking at it, depending on what your resources are and your abilities and capabilities, et cetera, et cetera. So I love Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of jump off of that a little bit more, it's, it's also, you know, if something's really not lighting you up, you can kind of ask yourself, yeah, I want this. Do I actually want it? Do I actually need it? What do I think I'm going to get out of it? Because mm-hmm. if what you think you're going to get out of it is, you know, probably some sort of non-self theme, like, well, I need to have this perfect website so that I can prove that I'm a good enough coach. If there's anything like that, you can say, oh, 
what I actually want is to prove that I'm a good enough coach, which isn't something I need to generate. That's just something I have naturally because I'm good enough because I decide I am. And so I don't need to do this perfect website because I actually already have what I want. I have what I want. (laughs) So powerful. Okay. So what about, um, we did generators. What about Manny gens? Cause they're a blend, right? So how do you, how do you blend the Manny and the gen together with the, with the, um, what is it? Strategy. <laughs> Strategy. So manifesting generators, you'll hear some mixed information based off of whatever resources you're going through. This is from my own personal experience as a manifesting generator. We are a subtype of generator, but we still have that manifester side of us. So some people will tell you, no, you just need to respond. You don't need to initiate. You don't need to inform. I need to inform. If I don't tell my husband what I'm doing, he gets very thrown off. He's like, you did what? (laughs) And so I need to inform because especially as many gens, you're going to respond first. So my process is I get an idea. I have a rule of three because if you, I can get inspired by just about anything and jump into things. So I have a rule of three. If it shows up once, I'm going to kind of like take a note of it. Like, cool, that's a good idea. If it shows up again, I might like highlight it, kind of think of it as more important. And if it shows up a third time, I'm going to check in with myself and say, okay, do I really want to do this? Is this really an alignment for me to do right now? Yes, no, kind of checking with my strategy to figure that out. As soon as I'm in that process of, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing, I start informing. And so informing is, that's that kind of manifesting energy where you are telling the universe what you're doing. I don't say, I'm going to do this. I say, I'm thinking about doing this. But in order for me to do that, I would need this, 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 and this. I would need these things to be in alignment. I would need it to look like this if I'm actually going to say yes to this. You can kind of start to inform around, this is what I would need this to look like if I'm actually going to say yes to this. Because, you know, we are the physical beings doing the actual work for the projects. And therefore, if the universe wants it done, if that idea wants to become physical, it's going to bring you whatever you desire. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, do anything. I will do, I will give you anything (laughs) just to become a physical idea. So that's my process is kind of waiting for three and then informing the entire way. So I will tell my husband like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. He's like, okay, cool. Just keeping you informed. And I will very literally say just to inform you, (laughs) I'm thinking about this (laughs) or just to inform you that thing that I said I was thinking about, I decided to do it. I'm going to do it today just to kind of keep people updated. Because sometimes if I have an idea, maybe it's not actually for me. You know, maybe it's actually for somebody else. And so if I say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. It's a really cool idea. It's not actually for me. It kind of fizzles for me. Maybe I've transmuted it to somebody else and given them the idea that they needed. So that's my process for that, that blend. That is powerful. Okay. So manifestors, they have inform, but they also have what? Initiate. Ooh, this is, this is, this is, this is the thing that gets a lot of people caught up because Mm -hmm. I think everyone tries to be a manifester. Um, (laughs) like I know that sometimes I try to be a manifester or manager and I found, you know, I specifically remember this round table discussion that I was having with a group of people in a mastermind. And I shared with them a frustration that is 
hilarious that this is a frustration. You guys ready for this? I was like, I never have to reach out to other people to be on their podcast. They always reach out to me first. Does that mean there's something wrong with me? Like, am I too shy? Should I be reaching out to people? Should I be initiating conversations? And they're all looking at me like, Catherine, this is a problem. How? And I realized that like, wait a second, ding dong, that's a gift for you. And I find that a lot of my, and this also comes, you know, in my two, four profile, like the four, like, a lot of opportunities come from my network and I literally don't have to initiate anything except for the initiations that I'll have like with within myself, within me and the universe, just kind of being like, Ooh, that's exciting. That's a great idea. I would want that universe. Please give me that. And then I would just wait for the opportunities that would actually come about that, that would light me up because I could be like, I want to be on these big podcasts. I want to be interviewed by these big people. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. And so as people are reaching out to me, I can then be like, Ooh, this person lights me up. Eh, that one's not really my style. Ooh, fuck yeah. I want to be on this podcast. And so it's hilarious that like, they're like, how is this a problem, Catherine? And I do want to mention to anyone who's getting frustrated or bitter, right? Or disappointed that they Mm -hmm. can't initiate or that they're not here to initiate. Like you have whatever your strategy is, that is such a gift for you. And that is going to be the the easiest thing for you if you just get out of the way of like what society or like what traditional manifesting is about, right? Or like what society tells you you need to do. Like you need to put yourself out there. You need to go out there and knock at that damn door or whatever, you know, like those motivational speakers, what they say. So it's just very interesting. But manifestors are the type that do need to initiate. So can you go into like what that looks like for a manifestor? Yes. So for manifestors, essentially all of the marketing and motivational speaking and everything like that is directed towards manifestors. I mean, think of like Nike, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) That is. Wait, what is the percent of them manifestors? They're around 9% of the population. So all of the the whole motivational speaking world is directed at 9% of the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Yes. So manifestors have this really unique cycle. They're going to kind of go through four seasons and this is something that's going to be much stronger for manifestors, but it is something that everyone's going to have elements of cycles within their life because we are, we are cyclical beings. We are, we have cyclical nature. There's patterns in everything. So manifestors go through essentially this four season cycle of I'm really excited about something. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to talk about it. People are going to get on board. All of the things that need to get done are going to get done. I'm going to work really hard at this while I have the energy. Then they're going to go through a phase where like, okay, I need to do anything I need to like step away from this because I'm done. (laughs) And so they initiate the closing of the the event, the closing, the handing off, whatever it is. And they're going to go into kind of a reflective phase where they're going to go introspect. Um, One of my amazing manifestor friends, she calls it her inner winter. And she's like, I'm just in my inner winter. I love it. (laughs) So she's going into her inner winter where she's going to reflect on that. She's going to see what went well. She's going to rest. She's going to recuperate. And then she's going to come back again with this new thing that needs to be birthed, this new direction that the collective needs to go in. So this initiation and informing is one, once you make up your mind, once you follow that authority and you make a decision, you move very quickly. And so the rest of the world might be a little bit confused, might be a little bit thrown off or kind of jarred by like, you did what? (laughs) (laughs) So informing, letting people know and know what you're up to, because as soon as you inform, you say, Hey, I'm thinking about moving here. One of the people you inform says, Oh, I have a friend there. You can go stay with her. You can look at houses. 
So you're saying, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. So the universe around you that's being expressed through the people around you can show you the opportunities, can give you the resources that you need. All you need to do is talk about it. So one thing I like to tell my manifestors is overshare. You've been conditioned to keep yourself quiet. You've been conditioned to say that, you know, the things inside of you, those urges that you have, those things that you want to do, it's not right. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. Why can't you be like anybody else? There might be a lot of pent up anger. When you're informing from an unapologetic space of I'm doing this no matter what, and you're kind of willing to be met with that rejection that you're so afraid of, you're actually telling the universe, like, I am doing this. You're not asking for permission. You're actually informing, I am doing this. And when you inform in that space, when you're informing from that space of power and empowerment, the world around you is going to say, awesome here's what I'm going to give you in order to do that. And that's going to show up through the people that you're going to be informing. And so that informing is, I'm going to do this. And that is the start of your initiation, the start mm-hmm. of you taking the action. I love what you mentioned in the course around like uh, manifestors as children. They're like, we're going to go to the beach today. And the parents are like, no, the hell you're not. Who let you go? Like, do you need to ask for permission and how mm-hmm. that can be often a struggle for manifestors because they're conditioned by the time they grow up of like, wait a second, I have no desire to ask for permission, but I'm trained to ask for permission. And so they really tone themselves down and manifestors are way too powerful. All of us are way too powerful to be toned down and whatever our design is. But I just thought that was so interesting. And so now as I'm like going into this new chapter of life of like birthing an actual child, I'm like, hmm, if they're manifestors, okay, I got to rethink things. I have to mm-hmm. like, be like, yes, we're going to the beach today. You know, <laughs> son, yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So projectors. Projectors are here to wait for the invitation. And I think that this is probably the most misunderstood of the different strategies because yes. like, what, what the heck is an invitation? Like yeah. what? <laughs> Am I I'm waiting for something in the mail? I'm still trying to grasp it. Like even mm-hmm. being in the course, sometimes I go back to the projector module constantly. I'm like, I need to figure out these projectors. Like what does it mean to wait for the invitation? So please yeah. go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so projectors are very intense. They're very intense. They have this really deep energy. I have a nephew that's a projector and, you know, I was over there recently and he's like on top of me and he's like, wants to be all in and he's intense. Right. And so sometimes if that intensity comes at you and you're not ready for it, you're like, Whoa, okay, what's going on? And it ends up being rejection. It ends up being like, get off of me. I don't want you near me. Stop touching me, especially for a young child, because all that child wants is to be included. Right. It has like this energy, like, Ooh, I want to follow my energy and my energy wants to go deep and wants to be really connected with you because they have this, you know, it's cone shaped energy. It's like penetrating into someone else's aura. They want that deep connection. However, that deep connection needs permission. It needs an invitation because not everyone's available for that. There are some days where maybe, you know, maybe if you have a projector child, you just can't handle being touched that much. Like I need some space. So you can teach them to ask for permission so that when they do when they are invited to show their affection, to show their love, to share their advice, to share what they see, to be intense, you're willing to receive it. You're ready to receive it instead of them being met with rejection. Cause they're actually going to get that fulfillment, feel that success when they are fully invited to be in your energy. So in a more adult standpoint, <laughs> projectors are here to help people, right? You see, you see what everyone is doing wrong. 
Um, one of the examples that I use is a generator. If they're putting together some Ikea furniture, they're going to get, the, they're putting the pieces together, doing things. Another generator coming by here, let me help you. We can figure it out together. A projector is going to look at them. They're kind of standing back and they're going to say, where are the directions? They're going to go and they're going to read the directions. They come in and they say, you're doing that wrong. And of course, if you, somebody says you're doing that wrong, we get offensive. Like, yeah. No, not because there's that shame of like, no, you see me, you see, I'm doing it wrong. You see the right thing. And we feel judged. We feel called out. We start to feel unsafe is what happens. So instead of saying you're doing that wrong, which is something that we see very commonly in business in, you know, in the whole business coaching industry, we have these coaches who are calling other people out. They say, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. It's so negative. That doesn't make people feel safe. And so projectors, really what it is, is not necessarily waiting for an invitation. Make people feel safe to take your advice. Mm-hmm. Make people feel safe enough to invite you in, to show themselves to you, to be vulnerable with you so that you can actually help them. Not everyone's ready for that. Not everyone is ready for the amount of transformation that projectors can provide. And it's a waste of your time and it's a waste of your energy to try and convince people. And so you get to almost be this, it's kind of this like I'm... I'm a servant of the universe. I'm going to help whoever is ready to help me and their intuition is going to guide them to me. I'm going to focus on doing what I'm really good at. I'm going to focus on being who I am. I'm going to focus on taking care of my energy. And then whenever you're ready, whenever you want my attention, whenever you want my affection, whenever you want all of the wisdom that I have inside of me, you're going to call on me. So back to that kind of example, you're going to sit there with your instruction manual. And when that person is frustrated enough to come ask for help, they're going to ask for help and they're not going to feel like you called them out. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that you mentioned how projectors are designed, like the, the way that the universe designed projectors is so that their energy is protected because mm-hmm. they are so powerful and they can, they don't have a sacral center defined so they can exhaust themselves trying to help people that don't want to be helped. And, you know, oftentimes like the difference between solicited and solicited advice and unsolicited advice, it's like projectors, you know, the way that if they're not waiting for the invitation, they can be looked at as like their advice could be like golden and amazing and incredible and awesome. But like, if it comes unsolicited in your DM inbox, right, it can be seen as like, oh, I'm just nitpicking at whatever it is that you're saying or doing Mm -hmm. or how you're showing up versus being like, hey, uh, what do you think of this? Like, can I, can I get your guidance around this? Or can I ask you a question? Or even if um, I have some projector friends, really, really amazing, powerful people, and I notice that they always say, hey, can I offer a suggestion or can I just, mm-hmm. can I offer another way of looking at this? And every time we're like, yes, because the, we know what, what's going to come out of their mouths is genius. We know that. And so of course, but it's like, we have to like prepare ourselves to want to receive that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's going to be taken the wrong way. So that's a, like a really empowering way of looking at it is like, no, the universe designed you this way to protect your energy because you are that powerful. Yeah. which I love. Can uh, projectors, like one of the questions that's come up a lot is like, can projectors create their own invitations? Like, do they always have to wait for someone to show up and be like, Hey, I see you have the instruction manual. Can I have it? Can they, can they put themselves in situations or can they manifest scenarios where they don't have to constantly wait? Like, how, like specifically what this reminds me of is like projectors on social media. It's not like they're waiting for someone to ask them to post, right? They have to make mm-hmm. a post and put themselves out there. So how do they interact, you know, by waiting for an invitation? 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's two things that I'm going to talk about here. The first one is you can ask for an invitation. If you're not sure, I mean, going back to that, putting a piece of furniture together, you can say, okay, do you want some help with this? Or do you want to figure, try and figure it out on your own? Do you want my opinion? Do you not want it? Because that's very easily like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I don't yeah. want your opinion. If you're really in that, that generator frustration, of like, no, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can ask for it. You can say, Hey, do you mind if I offer some feedback here? Would you be willing to listening to my opinion on this? Do you want some outside feedback? Do you want an outside perspective? So you can very easily, you can ask for it. And then that gives people the opportunity to say, oh, am I ready for this? Am I not ready for this? And so that's a very easy way to really clarify the invitation and make sure that you're getting the invitation from your clients, from your audience, from whatever it is. The other one, especially when it comes to social media, instead of calling out the problem, offer the solution. Mm. So instead of saying you're not listening to your intuition, you can empower the behavior that you want people to see because essentially you're guiding them. And that's the whole point is you want to make sure that people feel safe being guided by you. So instead of saying you're not listening to your intuition, you can make something else that says like, I'm just a girl who listens to my intuition instead of the opinions of others. And so you're empowering the behavior that you want your clients to be in because they're going to experience that transformation. They're going to have that reminder and like, yes, you see me. That is actually who I am. This thing that I'm struggling with where I'm not listening to intuition. No, I'm going to listen to my intuition. And that's going to be met so much better than you're not listening to your intuition. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So now the strategy of the reflector, what does that look like? Yes. So traditionally the strategy for reflectors says wait 28 days. Yeah. And we're like, what? (laughs) So because reflectors are open in all of their centers, their energy is very sensitive to who they're around, their environment, and the transits. So the transits is essentially the energetic weather. What's going on today? What's like what what are what influences are you under? So how I like to teach reflectors instead of just saying, oh, just wait 28 days, just like wait a month, you know? <laughs> Eat. Yeah, just wait a month. <laughs> Don't know what to wear this wedding next week. Wait a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of a challenge, right? Yeah. So instead, I really like to have reflectors recognize the influence that they're under. So start to get in tune with the cycle, start to get in tune with your nature, start to get in tune with how the lunar cycle affects you. There's amazing resources on Genetic Matrix and Jovian Archive that show you like the chart for today. So it literally shows you, here's the energetic influence that you're under. Mm. This is going on for you. And so you can recognize right today, you might have your sacral center defined. You might feel like a manifesting generator. You're going to say, I'm a manifesting generator. I could do all the things. You're going to say yes to 20 different projects. You're going to say yes to all of these different things. And then tomorrow, maybe you're in a week, once you're halfway through and you're like, oh my God, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> what, like what, who, what, what came over me? So <laughs> instead of waiting 28 days to really make decisions. Like, yes, that's going to be a little bit more for those big decisions. Like you're proposed to wait 28 days, like actually give yourself that time and space, but really it's just recognizing what your influence, what influences you're under, because the 28 days is essentially going to make sure that you are under a different influence at the end of the 28 days than you are at the beginning. 
And that's going to say, okay, these particular gates, these particular transits affected me this way. Now that I'm no longer under that influence, I feel like this instead. And this feels a lot more true to me than whatever I was feeling in the beginning. So my advice for reflectors is to actually get in tune with what energy you're under, recognize how people affect you, recognize how places affect you. That's going to be very important because where you are is going to affect you and the people you're around are going to affect you. So if you're around certain people and you say yes to everything, and then you get home and you say, I don't feel good, recognize that pattern and say, Hey, let me wait till I get home. Give me a day to feel this through. Give me a day to think about it. You don't need to ask for a full month (laughs) (laughs) or you can say something like, If it's an event in two weeks, say, hey, it feels really good right now. Let me check back in with you closer to the event. Mm. So just giving yourself time to be under different energy when you're thinking about the things you're thinking about. Is tracking things like with the moon helpful for reflectors? Because a lunar cycle is 28 days, which Mm -hmm. like reflectors are lunar beings. So could you look and be like, oh, it's the new moon and the full moon and kind of like base. And like, I also recommend like just in general, like, stuff when I do things around like my menstrual cycle, like Mm -hmm. I've learned that like, listen, I'm not doing jack shit this week. I'm doing a (laughs) lot this week. And I've pretty much planned a lot of my launches, a lot of my podcasts, recordings and all that stuff around that. And that's been Mm -hmm. so helpful for me. So I can see that also being helpful for reflectors, like on a whole nother level. And then also for anyone who doesn't have a menstrual cycle, like you could use the moon because that's the recommendation for for people who are not menstruating or in menopause or whatever, you know, that, that want to get into that energy. Well, it's like, you can do it with the moon because we all sync up somehow with the moon. So yeah, absolutely. So if you aren't ready to dive into learning all of the different gates for human design and figuring out all of the things, start to just recognize how you feel around the new moon, how you feel around the full moon. Very basics, very simple because you're getting those polar opposites and then recognize, does your energy kind of amp up? Does it kind of slow down? Recognizing those ebbs and flows. I highly recommend a journal to kind of track this stuff or some sort of planner. I know the magic of eye planner does have those lunar cycles within it. And that's a really good resource that you can track your cycles, see how you're feeling, recognize those patterns. Can you just briefly go over, like, um, you've mentioned non-self a couple of times and for anybody who is like non-self, what are you talking about? Can you talk a little bit about the signature and the non-signature or the signature and the non-self for each type? Yes, absolutely. So every type has a non-self theme, which is essentially, Hey, you're doing something that's out of integrity. And then we have a signature, which is essentially the energy that says, yes, you're doing it right. You're doing everything right. Here's your confirmation. Just letting you know you're on track. So we have the generators. And if you think about what they're here to do, you can recognize the shadow or that that non-self theme and that signature in each of these. So generators and many gens, you're supposed to do the work, right? You're here to take action. And so if you're taking action and it's not working, you're going to get frustrated. Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing the things. (laughs) I am doing my part. Why am I not getting the result that I want? So maybe it's I'm posting every day. I'm doing reels. I'm doing this. Why is it not working? So that's where you can recognize, okay, what am I actually doing here? Because I probably didn't respond to something correctly. I probably didn't, you know, wait for the invitation. I probably didn't do something right. So recognize that pattern, fix it, show up differently, actually respond, actually do what you're here to do. And then the signature is that sign that says, yes, you're doing everything correctly. And that's going to be satisfaction. And so for generators and manifesting generators, when you are working on something, you're just like, Ooh, that feels so good. Like I'm so satisfied. That's essentially I'm putting in the work and it's turning out really, really well. 
It's like that post idea that's like writing itself and that course creation that's just flowing really naturally. It's happening on its own. You're kind of just letting it happen. You're in flow and you're really satisfied. Like the end result is amazing. (laughs) So those are our generators and manifesting generators. For manifestors and many gens, because again, that hybrid type, mm-hmm. it's going to be peace and anger. So anger is essentially, I'm telling people all of the things. I'm informing people. I'm trying to get this started and they don't see it my way. Mm-hmm. And so it's this anger at other people for not being open to their ideas, for telling them that it's unrealistic. You know, I really think of this rebellious teenager energy. I'm just mad at the world. They don't get me. No one gets me. I'm different. It can also be self-directed of why am I the way that I am? Why am I not like everybody else? Why do I not enjoy doing the things like everybody else? It can be self-directed as well. And so there's this anger. I'm really mad. Things are not going the way that I want them to go. And then on the flip side of that, we have peace. And so peace is everything is flowing. Everything's working out. This vision that I had is actually being fulfilled. It's flowing naturally. Everyone is supporting me. There's this peace that you have. So if you're feeling angry, what can you inform around? Where's the source of anger? Likely you're trying to show up in that generator energy is usually the theme for our manifestors is they're trying to do too much and they're angry that they don't have the energy to get everything done. So having them scale it back, it's called a non-self theme because it's you're showing up in energy that's not yours. You're trying to be somebody who's not you. So that signature is, yes, you're doing everything in alignment. You're really being yourself. Then we have projectors and we have bitterness and success. So bitterness is, again, you're doing what you're supposed to do, which is sharing your advice and you're bitter because no one wants it. You're trying to help people and they don't want the answers. You're giving them the answers and they're not taking it. And then you get bitter. You're like, I have the answers. I could help you and you're not letting me help you. Why won't you let me help you? So you get this bitterness towards... I've tried. I tried. You're not listening to me. There's no point. And then that success or that recognition is a very similar theme that you're going to see. When you feel successful, you recognize that people are coming to you. People are coming to you. They're asking for your advice. They're taking your advice. It's working out really well for them. They're getting amazing results from the things that they are doing, from the advice that you're giving. You feel successful because you're getting this feedback that says, thank you. The advice that you gave me is working. I want your advice. You're getting that feedback that says, here's an invitation. I see that you're powerful. I see you have the answers. Please help me. And you feel successful because it's almost this vicarious success. You get to give your advice. You get to do your part and you get to watch that person fulfill their dreams, be satisfied, be successful and doing whatever it is that they're doing, but you played a part in it. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of this satisfaction for the projector, which is going to be that successful feeling. It's funny because sometimes when we, when I talk about things, like when I read for other people's human design that isn't mine. I always relate it somehow to like, and that feels satisfying. And I'm like, wait a second. That's, that's to me, it feels satisfying. <laughs> so I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, that's the satisfaction. Wait, four. Yeah. <laughs> four projectors. Because yeah, my like just tapping into that feeling, I'm like, oh, that would feel really satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the initial reaction. <laughs> so reflectors. 
Yes. Then we have reflectors. Reflectors are very, we've talked about, they're kind of on the outside of society and they're working through other people. They're living through other people very often. They're reflecting that energy. So because they're these karmic mirrors, they're almost this early warning system where they see these systems. They're like, okay, they see this cycle. They see this pattern, like this bad thing is going to happen if you don't do this. This bad thing is going to happen if you don't do this. So they live in this energy of anticipation because they see that one step further. They see if this pattern continues, this is what's going to happen. If this little tweak happens, then it'll go this direction. So they're living in that anticipation to see that end result from other people. So we're going to have disappointment, which is essentially, I warned you and it turned out just as bad as I expected. Mm. I'm really disappointed that no one took my advice. I'm disappointed that no one heeded my warnings. I'm disappointed in society because I know you're capable of that more than this is essentially that feeling of this was less, this is worse than I expected. <laughs> then we have the signature of surprise and surprise is this like pleasant surprise of like, oh my God, you did it. Like you, you did it. You changed the pattern. You changed the collective energy. You did this amazing thing. I'm so surprised. And it turned out really, really well. So we've got that anticipation energy because they're always looking at these patterns saying, if this doesn't happen, that's going to happen. If this happens, that's going to happen. So connecting those dots to the future. So we have that energy of surprise where you did what you did, which is where you gave those early warning systems. You shared those signs. You shared your insight. You helped people correct those patterns. You helped a collective change their patterns. And you're surprised that one, they did it Two, it worked out so well. And three, you're being appreciated so much for your role in that collective experience. Mm. This like signature non-self theme has been so crucial to like my daily check-ins or mm-hmm. even like moment by moment check-ins around things in my business and my relationship with working out, with eating, like everything. I'm always checking in, like, is this satisfying to me or is this frustrating to me? (laughs) And like, anytime I feel frustration and it's so funny because my husband, I didn't know he was a sacral generator like me and our entire relationship, his, anytime he gets upset, the number one word that comes out of his mouth is always like, oh, so frustrated. This is so frustrating. That's frustrating. This it's always been frustration. And then when I learned about like the non-self theme of generators, I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. You're a sacral generator. Okay. And it's just been so helpful just knowing like, like, like I am so grateful to the universe for giving me these red flags of frustration mm-hmm. and these green lights of satisfaction, because I always know it's like, it's like being on the GPS of life. Like as I'm going down the street, I know that I'm still on the right street. And then if I feel frustration, I took a wrong turn and knowing that you're not stuck anywhere. It's not like you have to feel frustrated for the rest of your life, but you have to course correct. Otherwise you're going to keep going deeper and deeper into that non-self theme. So I think yeah. it's really, really powerful stuff. And Eden, honestly, I can talk to you forever. I have so many questions and so does the audience, but there is one more thing that we haven't talked about that I would love to briefly talk about, which is the authorities, because Mm -hmm. I find that, you know, you guys asked a lot of very specific questions. And one thing like learning from Eden and being in this course that I learned that, you know, we don't have to know all of the things. We don't need to know every single gate and every single channel. In fact, I don't yet know every single gate and channel. And I've been able to apply human design to my life in such powerful ways. There are three things that I think make the biggest difference, which is type strategy and authority. So if we can just talk about authority, like briefly share what authority is and the different authorities so that people can actually like you know, leave this episode with actionable steps. Like, oh, I can actually apply this. This is incredible just from those three things. So what is authority and what are the different authorities? 
Yes. So there are seven different authorities. Authority is how you make decisions. That's your decision-making process. And so if you start applying your authority to small things, like what do I want to eat today? And do I want to wear this shirt or this shirt today? You can start to make decisions in a way where you're learning to trust yourself when there's no consequences. Because if there's big consequences, we're going to get into our head and say, oh my God, is this the right thing? And you're going to weigh those pros and cons, which here's just a fun little tidbit. The mind is never the authority. Yeah. (laughs) Even for mental projectors, still not the authority. So we have these specific centers that we're here to listen to that are literally their job for you in your energy is to give you the most aligned decision, to help you make the most aligned decisions. I call them the the energetic representative of your soul. They're the alignment police, essentially. So they're going to make sure that you are on track and doing the things that you're wanting to do. And just so you guys know, this is everything that you can find in your chart. So you can pull up your chart right now. Don't worry about all the pretty colors and the numbers and the planets and all that stuff. Just look at your type, look at your strategy and authority, and you will have this um, practical application that you mm-hmm. can use. Um, so yeah, let's go into the yes. authorities. Or so, yeah, authorities. Yeah, the authorities. <laughs> So the most common and the kind of top of that hierarchy is the emotional authority. Around 50% of the population has this emotional authority. This is me included. And we need to feel things through. And so essentially I need to feel into all of the different options before I can figure something out. So if someone asks you, we'll use, where do you want to go for dinner? We'll use that as like our, our continuous example here. Yeah, love it. So emotional authorities, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Let me feel it through. What are my options? You need options. You can say, do I want Chinese? Do I want to go for Mexican food? Do I want tacos tonight? Do I want this? Do I want a salad? You can kind of feel into your different options. And so as soon as you can feel into your options, my husband makes fun of me because it's almost like I change my mind like three times. He's like, you say you want this. Like, "Mm, yeah, this sounds really good. And they're like, oh, wait, no, this sounds good. Like, actually, no, this one, this one's good. This is where I want to go for dinner. So you got to feel through those decisions for small decisions, like where you want for dinner, what do you want for dinner? Not going to take you that long. Kind of lean back and forth into your different options. If it's a big decision, you actually want to ride your full emotional wave, which can take a couple days. So my motto is when in doubt, wait it out. If I'm feeling confused, if I don't know the answer, I'm not making a decision. Like "Mm, it'll figure itself out. I'll, I'll figure out the answer. Eventually it'll come to me at some point. So you can kind of wait it out until you have that moment of clarity. Once you've gone through all of the highs and all of the lows of what are the potentials to make this decision. So those are our emotional authorities. Then we have sacral authorities, which are only going to be generators and manifesting generators. And they're going to have this yes, no, uh uh-huh, uh-uh feeling. And so it's a very visceral, very in-your-gut decision of this lights me up, this doesn't light me up. And so it's this yes, no thing. And so whatever you're doing, you want to ask yourself yes or no questions so you can actually respond. So Catherine, you're a sacral authority. If I said, where do you want to go for dinner? You're like, I taught my husband this for the first time this weekend. We were um, deciding on like different restaurants or whatever Mm -hmm. we were deciding on. And I was like, Brennan, you cannot ask me, where do I want to eat? You say, do you want sushi? And then I say, yes or no. And it's funny (laughs) because we're the same, we're both sacral um, authorities, but you know, it's just very interesting how like he has a more of a connection. Like he, you can throw, throw different options at him and he like kind of feels into it. Um, and just like, and like, we'll really quickly be like, Ooh, that lights me up. But for me, I'm just like, they all light me up. Just ask me yes or no questions. 
And then it worked. And like, you know, within like two seconds, we figured out where we're going to go for dinner because I'm like, yes, I want sushi. That sounds amazing. And I find myself all the time saying, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like my whole mm-hmm. life, I'm just like the mm-hmm, mm-hmm girl, which is so fascinating because that's like the voice of the sacral. Mm-hmm. As we're both, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It does make those sacral sounds of like, mm, mm. And yeah. so if you look at like children with sacral centers defined or even just sacral authorities, they tend to make a lot of like gut sounds. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. it's like, mm, that's satisfying. Ugh, this does not feel good. So yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of sounds, but I love that you had that example of like, no, ask me yes, no questions. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Okay. So moving on to splenic authorities, when we're moving into splenic authorities, we're really narrowing down the population to only our non-sacral beings. We're around 30% of the population from here on out. When you have a splenic authority, you're either going to be a manifester or you're going to be a projector. And so the splenic intuition is very intuitive. It's this very deep, it's the oldest awareness center. And so essentially it's this, what's correct for me? What do I know is healthy for me? And so for this particular center, you're really going to need to get quiet. And what I suggest for anybody who's not a sacral or an emotional authority is to get away from other people while you're making these decisions. Because if they are higher in the hierarchy, essentially, you don't want to make a decision in my energy because my emotions are going to cloud your ability to make a decision and your ability to hear that uh uh uh-huh sound. So give yourself some space. I mean, that's going to be a little bit different because yours is probably a little bit stronger, but for our manifestors and our projectors, it is going to be pretty loud energetically sometimes. So you're around other people, you're picking up on a lot of their energy, give yourself some time, maybe step away to the restroom, anything like that. But the splenic center is designed to kind of know in the moment. So kind of calm yourself down, getting into your body and say, what do I know for sure? Is this healthy for me or not? Mm-hmm. those are going to be questions that are going to allow yourself, allow your splenic center to really speak to you and say, this is what you need to do. And so it's kind of this, I know what to do and I don't know why I know it. I don't know how I know it. Just trust that. It's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I know a splenic projector who very easily gets affected like health-wise by being mm-hmm. out of alignment. Like yeah. if she makes decisions based off of what everyone else wants to do immediately, like something will flare up and she instantly gets sick. It's like right away, stomach ache, cramps, migraine, something comes up and I'm like, oh my God, it's the thing. Like, girl, you need to start asking yourself what is healthy for me because that's like so connected. It's so connected to your health. And I love that question. And I shared that with her and she immediately went, oh my God, yeah, you're right. Like I need to start asking myself what is healthy for me. And then I told her, I'm like, you know, in the moment, like you need to step outside when we're together in a group, you need to literally go to the bedroom or outside and like, just be there by yourself and really listen to that splenic center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that because yes, it is so related to that physical, it's the physical awareness center. So you're literally asking your body what's healthy for my body right now. That's really where this question is coming from. So of course, health things are going to come up when you are not living in alignment with a splenic authority. I love that. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So the next one is going to be the ego center. So our ego authorities, we have ego projectors and we have ego manifestors. And so the ego center gets a I feel like ego in general has this bad rep of like, oh, it's going to pull me out of my own self. It's selfish, you know, all of these things. The ego center is desire driven. And so the question that you need to ask yourself is very clearly, what do I want? 
What do I desire? What is the most selfish thing that I can do in this situation? Because the most selfish thing, if everyone's talking about they want pizza and you're like, no, I really want to go to this particular restaurant. I really want sushi. You can say, I really want sushi. So if you guys are going to get pizza, I'm still going to get sushi. And everyone else will be like, oh yeah, sushi is a great idea. Let's do that. Whatever it is, asking what do you really want? Your desires are connected to the universe. The things that you want are the things that the collective wants. And so by denying yourself your desires, which is very literally screaming at you, I want this, which is the universe screaming through you, I want this, I want this outcome, I want this thing to happen, you are denying what the universe wants if you say no, if you kind of shove that down and let the group decide and you are not allowing yourself to be selfish. So let yourself be selfish. Let yourself go after the things that you want. Let yourself say, this is what I want. I don't really care what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Because... I, I love your explanation of this, like, especially in the course, like, um, you're the one who taught me this, which is like, what, if you're an ego authority or like, even generally speaking, like what is for the highest good of you and one is for the highest good of all involved, because we live in a win, win, win universe and the universe will never put a desire on your heart, which the ego center is also the heart center. It will never put a desire on your heart. If it's going to destroy someone else, if it's going to be a negative thing for someone else, it's, it's in the heart slash ego center for a reason. It's a desire for a reason because it is something that is genuinely going to make the world a better place, not just for you because you got your damn sushi, but for everyone else because they got their damn sushi too that they didn't even know that they wanted. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that what's aligned for you would throw a wrench in the plans of everyone else and ruin things. And we make it feel like that sometimes where I want this thing, but it's going to, this person's going to be disappointed and that person's going to, you know, be out, you know, if you're like quitting a job there, they're going to be out an employee, you know, you're, we're making it all about everyone else. When really, if that's what you want, that's going to be what's aligned for everyone. There's no way that it's not. I'm not an ego authority, but an example that comes up to mind, like ego examples of where this is so true is when I ended my relationship with my ex, like he was, you know, happy in a relationship, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And by me ending it, you could say that like, I broke his heart and I destroyed his life and all these things, but it's like, he was able to find his soulmate. And so by me staying in that relationship and doing what's incorrect for me, I'm also preventing him from finding his true soulmate. And by me ending things, even though it seems like in the moment, it's going to uh, throw a wrench in someone else's alignment or plans or whatever. Like, actually, it's just that they don't know that it's a thing that's going to lead them to their biggest dreams, their soulmate, whatever it is that they want for themselves. So even when it seems like that in the moment, or you think like that in the moment, just know that a true, honest desire is not going to do that. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you share that. Good. Yeah. I love it too. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have self-projected projectors. And so self-projected projectors, where you're making your decisions is from that identity center or that G center. So very clearly what you need to be asking is, does this feel like me? Mm -hmm. And so your, your authority is you got to just do you do you not thinking about what anybody else is doing. You don't need to compare yourself. You don't need to process, you know, you don't need to do anything with anybody else. You don't need to run it by anyone else. You're very here to do what is best for you. And so it's not as this is what I desire. It's more of, this is just me. 
This is an expression of me. This is who I am. And so you're projecting yourself through your identity and through your decisions. And so making sure that you can even ask the question of, am I the type of person who makes this decision? Am I the type of person who makes this decision? And you can kind of see what ones feel the best for you, but it's really about your identity and who you want to be. And we know an amazing, (laughs) amazing self-projected projector is a friend of both of us. I literally am thinking of her right now. Her name is Lauren. If you guys didn't know who we're talking about, but um, she was, she bought a sweater when we were together um, that came in the mail when we're in Sedona and she kept asking everyone else or hat or sweater, whatever she was, she was like asking everyone else, like, do we like it? Should she keep it? And I literally went, Lauren, you're a self-projected projector. Like you need to ask yourself, is this sweater feel like me? Is this, am I the type of person who would wear this hat? And she immediately was like, yeah, I am the type of person who wear this hat. I'm like, there you go. She's like, wow, <laughs> magic. <laughs> Yes, it it is. It's very magical, especially once they have that permission to just do them. Because I mean, again, at this point, we're dealing with projectors who have that, I just want to fit in with everybody else. I just want to be accepted. There's this bitterness energy that they might be carrying. You know, they're waiting for that invitation. And so sometimes when you're asking, does, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? You're looking for that invitation of, is it safe for me to like this? Mm. And so that's a pattern that can show up there for sure, especially with so many centers undefined at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And then the next is mental, right? Mental. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have mental projectors. And so this environment authority is going to be probably what it's going to say on your chart. If you are a mental projector, or it might say sounding board authority, Mm -hmm. it also might say no inner authority. So depending on where you get your chart, but if you have, there's a couple centers at the very top that are colored and everything else is white, you're a mental projector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as a mental projector, you have, your mind is defined and then everything else is open. Maybe your mind, your ajna and your throat. So maybe three, two to three centers here. And so really we don't want our mind to make this decision. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in an environment that feels really good to you. And I want you to talk it out. I want you to very clearly bounce it off of somebody else, someone who is safe, someone who you trust, someone who's not going to try and give you the answers, but it's going to give you the space to just talk it out, bounce your ideas off of them, talk at them, not to them, so that you can pick up on a kind of sense what does this decision feel like outside of me? Because that's where most of your energy is, is undefined. So you can kind of sense what does this decision feel like and you're not in your head making the decision. So I worked with a mental projector for several months and that was the primary conversations. Those were the conversations we had. She would talk at me in that safe space, that safe container that we were working in so she could figure out what she actually wanted. And so every once in a while, I would kind of guide her back to the conversation, the specific thing that she was trying to decide on, but it's really just giving her the space to hear it, giving her the space to talk about it out loud. So where you are is very important. If you like Zoom calls, if you want to be out in a restaurant, if you need to be in your living room, wherever it is, make sure you're in an environment that feels really good to you. And then talking to a person who is very trustworthy and who honors your process is going to be Mm, important. Love that. And the last authority is remind me. We have reflectors again. So it's the lunar authority. Lunar. Okay. I was going to say like, so mental can say no authority, right? No inner authority. Okay. Cause someone asked that I immediately thought it was reflector, but now that I remember, yeah, it's mental. And then the reflectors have lunar authority. So what is lunar authority? 
So the lunar authority is essentially connecting back to that. It's very similar strategy and authority for reflectors. What is what's going on with the moon? Mm. <laughs> what's going on around you? What energy are you influenced by? So the authority is again that waiting 28 days to figure it out because all of your center is every single time you make a decision, you're hearing nine new voices, essentially. You've got nine people who don't know your mission, don't know who you are, nine voices who are confused about what's going on, trying to make a decision that's in alignment for you. And that can get very loud and very confusing. So you want to kind of notice the themes. You want to notice, does this feel good? Does this not feel good? Am I into this? Am I not into this? Am I hearing this weird voice that sounds really crazy? And look for look for that surprise and that, you know, because you're in that energy of anticipation, look for that surprise, look for that disappointment. Are you disappointed that you have to do this? Are you disappointed that you have to go to this event? If you're disappointed about possibly going to an event, please don't go. <laughs> Just don't go. Don't go. <laughs> Yeah. So recognize like what the anticipation energy is and then giving yourself enough time, also giving yourself the permission to change your mind later on. I think everybody needs that permission slip. If something was a yes yesterday, it's okay if it's a no today. Amen to that. Oh my God, Eden, I can talk to you for literally hours and I know that the DMs are going to go off. Okay. Because there's so much goodness here for every single person. Like I know everyone can find their golden nuggets in here. And we talked about type and strategy and authority. And you've been so generous with all the explanations. And it's been so amazing, like talking all about this, you guys tag us on Instagram, like take a screenshot right now, tag us on Instagram at intuition lifestyle and at manifestation babe, and let us know what your type strategy and authority is and what your biggest nugget and takeaway from this episode was. Cause I would love to see those. And I know Eden would too. Um, Eden, where else can we find you, hang out with you, work with you, sign up for your certification. If that's what floats our boats and bring us, brings us satisfaction and peace and success, <laughs> <laughs> where can we find all the things? Yes. So I primarily hang out on Instagram. That is really all the the only place that I hang out is on Instagram and then in my certification program. Her Instagram is amazing. You guys go follow it. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. So it is at intuition lifestyle. And then the link in my bio there will lead you to, you can get on the wait list for my certification that will be opening again next month in January. I'm very excited for that. And then you can get, I have a bunch of different courses and something I actually released the other day. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. It was yesterday (laughs) is if you're interested in really learning about your type strategy and authority, I made a free five day challenge. So you can get emails sent directly to your inbox. I wrote over 20 pages of information about really going into your type, your strategy, your signature, your non-self theme, your authority. So you have an email every day and a specific challenge that's very actionable. So it is actually playing with your authority, actually playing with your signature. So you can start working with this instead of just cool. I know all this information. Cause I think that that was one of the biggest problems was you learn all of this stuff. And you're like, what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fun challenge. And that is linked in the bio of my Instagram. That's awesome. Is that a challenge that's always available or is there like a certain time frame? Okay. Always available. Okay. Everyone's just going to be there. (laughs) Yay. That is so exciting. Eden, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on here and talking with me for a whole almost 90 minutes. (laughs) We could have gone so much deeper. I don't even think I got into any of the more specific questions, but you know what? There's always an opportunity for part two. If that's what brings you satisfaction, Um, we can talk about that later. 
But anyway, I just want to thank you so much for bringing your light into the world and for bringing your perspective to human design. It's been very eye-opening and very empowering and very exciting. And it's been a game changer for me. And I know it's going to be a game changer for a lot of people listening to this episode. So thank you so much. I want to say thank you so much for having me. This has been a really fun and very satisfying conversation. Yes, all the satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, to everybody listening, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.